Fam, we are back with a very, very special episode of the Chick Foley Show. We are celebrating our five-year anniversary on the air. Yes, it has been half of a decade. Wow. We've been, yeah, we've been here, you know, tickling your earballs with all wow. of our, <laughs> with all of our lovely content that we've been putting out. So I am so, so stoked to be sitting here with my uh, three favorite people, and uh, you know, to bring you guys this anniversary mailbag. Marco, I don't know how you can top tickling their ear balls, dude. So, yeah, uh, just tell us, man, what's going on up in up in Boston? <laughs> Not that much, man. It's uh it's a, uh, it's been a crazy uh five years. A lot has uh, a lot has changed since then. I remember when I, uh, I think I messaged you guys like maybe like the week before or maybe last week or something like that, and said, "Hey, the five years coming up. How crazy is that?" And just just thinking about like all the all the things that have happened since the show's inception. Uh, I know it's, it's been pretty crazy. wild. Like I was thinking about it, you know, cause you brought it up and then, you know, we had planned on doing a five year episode cause it was, it was actually October 18th was the, was the five year when we recorded the very first Chick Foley show. Um, you know, I was out of town. We had a lot of Halloween content coming at you guys. And so we're just now getting a chance to record it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a crazy five years so far. Yeah. I mean, just even aside from all the, uh, the wrestling stuff, just think about how much like just personal life you know stuff I mean? you yeah lived, you lived in hawaii when the show started uh, yeah i lived yeah. in hawaii i had a you know fairly new baby i had just become a mom just um, one kid just one kid yeah i had two dogs at the time <laughs> so oh, she's yeah. gonna start crying start the show <laughs> uh yeah so i mean a lot a lot has changed we've moved uh twice since since we've started this show so um yeah, it's it's crazy to think back to those original days. I started with just literally um, a set of Apple, you know, wired headphones. I didn't even have a mic, dude. It was just like so repug to me, like I, that we even allowed that to to take place. <laughs> I will after the after the first episode, I, I got a little meteor mic. We after did the, we after went, the yes. second the second episode, you know. So I, I was prepped. We didn't want to put any money two. into it in case you just absolutely hated doing it that first time. <laughs> yeah, in case I was like froze up, like yeah. Wayne, or sorry, like Garth on, uh, you know, he's like, uh. Uh, Jordan, man, what's going on out in Nebraska? Oh, you know, it's just a real exciting time for me. Um, today is actually my daughter's birthday. So, um, she turned 11 today. So yeah. Happy birthday, Zoe. A lot has happened. And crazy. I mean, I've, I've, I'm the least senior member on the show. I think I've been on for just over two years. So, I mean, it, it doesn't even feel like it's been two years since I've been on the show. So yeah, You've only been on the show like two years, but dude, you were there when Chick Foley was born. When Chick when Chick Foley what, way you, back, before yeah, Chick Foley was a podcast. Before Chick Foley was, a, was a podcast, when Chick Foley was like an Instagram account with Alter no ego. followers. Yeah, it wasn't even an Instagram account when it when you know when Jordan was with us. It was just a Chick Foley. It was just a gimmick. So, uh, yeah, you've been there. You've been there since the start, dude. So I'm day one ish. Uh, day one ish. Can't That's believe right. the. Uh... In all these years, the, we've never tracked down that guy that yelled out Chick Foley. I, I mean, know. he's from the UK and he was at WrestleMania, so he's got to be a pretty hardcore wrestling fan. And like, you know, not to pat you on the back too much, I feel like you're fairly well known in the internet wrestling community now. You know, yeah, um, dude, I don't even know that he if he. I mean, he was pretty sauced. I can't imagine that he probably even knows that he said that. You know, maybe it would so, ring a bell or something. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for those of you, at some point, man, it would have it would have come up. Yeah, you know? if you've never heard the origin story of Chick Foley, we were you know heading down this we were doing a little bar crawl mania weekend for mania 31 and uh this i had on my mick foley gimmick 
my wanted, you know, dead shirt, uh, my cactus jack shirt and my buffalo plaid vest. And, uh, you know, I was obviously a female wearing it. And this drunk guy yells out, you know, Chick Foley as opposed to Mick Foley. And uh, they just kind of stuck for the rest yeah. of the weekend. And um, now it's a thing. Now later it's a podcast. Later on that week, she started the Instagram account. And yeah, yeah three years later, it became a podcast. Um, so we really wanted to make this all about the listeners. We wouldn't do this if we didn't get the awesome support and engagement from you guys every single week. So it's going to be an all you know, basically you guys are producing this episode. It's just a, a straight up giant mailbag episode. These are always a ton of fun for us. Um, before we get into it though, I did want to, I, I got some stats put together for you guys. So feel free to kind of just, uh, just chime in with your reactions as we drop some of these numbers. So the show has been on five years now, grand total of 280 episodes. So we're averaging a clip of about 56 episodes a year. So it's pretty dang good. Slightly more than one a week. Yeah. Uh, total number of downloads. We are at, at, across the five years and 200 episodes. We have 1,517,000 downloads. So that's 1,517,000 pairs of earballs. Uh, as Sheena <laughs> said, have been tickled by this show. What was that? What was that stat? <clears throat> Excuse me. What was that stat we saw the other day? It was like you know, if you have this many listeners, you're in the top like you know five percent. Yeah, something if like you that. have like, more than, I mean, see, you know, no offense, to anybody that's doing a podcast, right? It's a totally fun hobby. Like I think. And don't get me wrong, like we've made very little financial impact yeah. with this thing, right? Yeah. Like it's, I wouldn't even really call it a side hustle. It's more of like a hobby um, that we just really, really enjoy doing. Um, but if you have more than like 30 listeners, you're in the top 5% of podcasts. Like the yeah. vast, it's very, the, the barrier to entry in the podcast game is very, very low. And the majority of them get, uh, get very, very little listeners. So even though we're still like in the grand yeah. ocean of podcasts, we're still a very yeah. small fish on a scale of like, we're, we're you know, newbie, like newbie to Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah we're like way down the, the scale. Yeah. We're like something that you would at least catch if you're like on the beach, you know what I mean? We're not like the little minnows or anything. So, right. But yeah, so I thought that was a pretty impressive number, man. 1,517,000 times people have decided to, to hit the button on our show. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, silent, silent round of applause, yeah. Barry Horowitz pat on the back for, for all involved. <laughs> All-time top episode. This was pretty interesting. The So if you guys remember, Jordan, you were in town with us um, for WrestleMania. Uh, or no, it wasn't WrestleMania. It would have been All Out 2021. Mm-hmm. Or no, what, what, what AW Double or nothing. Double, Double or nothing. nothing. Yeah, yes. so Double or nothing Memorial Day weekend 2021. <laughs> Jordan was at our house. And it just kind of lined up the night we were going to do our podcast uh, to preview Double or Nothing was also the premiere of the dark side of the ring on the ultimate warrior. And we literally went live, like right after that show ended, like we, we hit the record button, um, you know, pretty much within five minutes of that show ending and got our review out there. And I think, I don't know if some, I didn't really notice at the time, I'm guessing some websites or something had to have picked it up. And like it, it was linked in some news articles. Cause that episode ended up getting 19,000 downloads by itself where like our next closest is like 17,000. So yeah. it, it's by far, that was our most ever listened to episode. Um, like I said, I, I don't remember that episode. Do you guys remember anything in particular about that? No, I just remember it being like, like, yeah, I remember how quickly we did it right after that show ended. Um, but that's the only reason I can think of why that one would have took off so, so much, uh, you oh, know, really? just getting it out that's, there right mm-hmm. after, right that's, after the show. That's ended. the only reason you can think of that. That was my debut on the, the main show. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's right, dude. That was my yeah, debut. For, but, 
You know, pri- prior to that, for those of you who may so not know So that means it yet. all went downhill after that. Dude. That means we peaked <laughs> oh, yeah, that episode true. when you showed up, dude. What the heck, Jordan? Uh, so, no, for those of you who don't know, we were doing, like, uh, exclusive content for our patrons. Uh, we were doing, and Jordan would always jump in anytime we would do, like, We a, had Jordan behind the paywall. Yeah. yeah he had to pay if you, you had to hear pay, Jordan. You, yeah, exactly. So the it was fact, a premium product. Yeah, Jordan was a premium product. So then when we gave him to the masses for free, when we pimped him they out, just they just flocked to the podcast. So, yeah. uh, you know. Was that... Thanks for that, Jordan. Uh, was that the same? T- was that the same time when like WWE also did their Ultimate Warrior? Remember they were doing like the um, they were doing like a document, uh, like a docu series to kind of like combat Dark Side of the Ring, and they were on around the same time. And I think we had, I think we had watched both of those, and then maybe gave the review. Uh, I don't that, know. That feels like forever. Yeah, because I, I think, can't yeah. even remember. Yeah, I think the WWE one was on first, and then Dark Side of the Ring premiered after theirs. And I think, yeah, I vaguely remember even recording that. But I mean, now that you said Jordan was in town, I do remember that. But yeah, but yeah, that was that was number one. And then the rest of the kind of top 10 is just a mix between um, WrestleMania reviews and Comic-Con reviews, like after the big batch of reveals. So WrestleMania and Comic-Con are definitely the biggest needle movers for us, um, along with Dark Side of the Ring, Ultimate Warrior. (laughs) All right. We have been listened to in 58 different countries. Wow. That's wow. freaking nuts, dude! Freaking Chick Foley worldwide. The top five, uh, the top five outside of the United States. This is in order: number one is the United Kingdom, two is Canada, three is Australia, four is Germany, and number five is Ireland. So that's wow. our shout out to all of our international listeners. I also have this stat for you guys: these are our five lowest uh, countries. So spots in these, we've had single digit numbers. Um, for downloads in these five countries, Bangladesh, Austria, Sweden, Chile, and Lebanon. Now, wow. yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure if somebody from Lebanon's actually listened to the show. Sometimes with uh, the VPNs, you can get a random IP address that yeah. could come from anywhere. So who knows, but you know, I still thought it was pretty interesting to share yeah. um, that, you know, that's our, our five. Lebanon was pretty literally cool. was one, there was one person at some point <laughs> in the last five years you know, it was, was like, hey, scroll, drunk, drunk scrolling there, you know, Spotify <laughs> at two in the morning. And like, who's this redhead with the, yeah. with the Bret Hart glasses? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing in the wrestling biz that's different is AEW just didn't exist. Yeah, AEW was not a thing, thing. Yep. when we started the show. And then for figures, Ultimate Editions didn't exist. Yep. Ultimate yep. Editions came out shortly afterwards. Um, running down the champions. So Universal Champion was Roman Reigns. He actually forfeited the belt to due to uh, his leukemia coming back. Um, I think between you guys' first and second episodes. Uh, WWE Champ was AJ Styles. Seth Rollins was Intercontinental. Shinsuke was United States Champ. Uh, Dolph and Drew were your Raw Tag Team Champs. And The Bar was the SmackDown Tag Team Champs. Wow. So surprisingly, a lot of those guys are actually... I, I thought this was going to be like a like an AEW uh, All-Star Team when I started putting this list together, mm-hmm. but you know, aside from Dolph and Cesaro, all these guys are still with the company. Surprisingly yeah. enough. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, NXT Tommaso Ciampa was the, the men's champ. Kyrie Sane was the women's champ. Yeah. This is peak NXT. Like NXT black and gold was definitely the number one wrestling brand, um, for that really first year. Or so the show, and then the tag team champs were the undisputed, undisputed era. era. Yeah. Wow. Man. Missed those days of NXT. It was a better time. Good, yeah, but it dude, it's totally just, different. Yeah, it there's is no now, comparison. Dude. Now, to me, it reminds me of like an old school Memphis wrestling like studio show. Whereas in the past, it was like the greatest indie indie wrestling mm-hmm. you'd ever seen in your life. Um, 
so yeah, that's uh, Sheen, you got anything else you want to reflect on before we dive into the the mailbag? I just want to thank everybody for listening again. There's so many things out there um, buying for your attention at every turn, you know, every form of social media, every form of entertainment, every form of, you know, audio, and you guys choose to tune in and listen to us, um, you know, once a week, if not more. Um, and, uh, I just, we appreciate you guys so much. We want to give an extra special shout out to all the members of our Foley fam. You guys are the heart and soul and the backbone of why we do this. You guys are our friends. You're our Foley fam. Um, and we appreciate all of you guys for being in the group, interacting, creating such an awesome community that, you know, really just stokes our love of, uh, of wrestling and gives us a place where we can truly nerd out and, uh, you know, just have a festival of friendship every day. Wow. (laughs) But yeah, thank you guys so much. It's hard to believe that, uh, we've been doing this for five years, but, uh, I hope we're doing it for five more. So ready to get into some listener mail let's do it all right so our first uh our first question comes in from kevin harrison he says congrats on an awesome five years what's one wrestlemania storyline you expect one you'd love to see and one random mid-card match you'd like to see something along the lines before um tag team match last year's show that was better than expected so i'll take the random match i'll let you guys could answer the other parts but i'll take the random match i think they should bring back for either the uh Either the Intercontinental or United States Championship. Bring back like the big multi-man scramble ladder matches, dude. Mm, I think those are always mm-hmm. fun to have on the show. That's a great opener, and it's a good way to get a handful of people on the show and something that's meaningful. And you don't gotta. You, everybody doesn't require a whole lot of uh, baking. You know what I mean? You kind of just pop that thing in the oven, and and it's gonna be good to go. So yeah, I would for one of those two, I would bring back the big. Uh, the big six, seven man ladder match. Yeah. I'll take one. You'd love to see. Um, I, I we're definitely going to get Jimmy and Jay at some point, I think, but I really want, um, I think a, a mania match. I think it's a mania caliber match. I hope they don't cash in on it too early. I just hope that, uh, they, they just allow it to simmer and then really pay off on the, the grandest stage of them all. I think it's, I think it's a worthy match for that kind of, uh, audience. And yeah, Jimmy and Jay, the Usos head to head singles match at mania yeah i agree i think depending on how much they heat it up that could be a, a night one main event man depending on where it, not not how it's booked right now but if they get there but it's it's going to be interesting seeing those guys go at it yeah uh jordan uh, and marco what's one what's one match that you guys expect hmm. i mean you gotta just or that you would love to see you, you ha- kind of have to expect that we get cody and roman again like yeah somewhere or another they're gonna get to that point um yeah. LA Knight might have thrown a little bit of a wrench in it because I I, do, I don't think I, I don't know much, I, I I think it's do, everything I keep reading is the two favorites to win the Royal Rumble are either The Rock or LA Knight so I don't know man I just it wouldn't surprise me if that threw a wrench in it because I mean granted I do still think Cody would be the smartest bet to take the belt off Roman but I thought that last year too so. I don't think Cody wins the Rumble. I think he's going to have to take a, some sort of a different path yeah. to get to mm-hmm. Roman. Maybe yeah, Dude, what that. I would worry about if I was Cody, I don't think LA Knight is going to take his spot and be the one to go against Roman. I worry about if he does the same thing like Sami Zayn does, man. Like Catch Cody was still fire, super, Cody yeah. was still super over, but Sami definitely took a little bit of the juice away from him. Just a little bit. I think it was just enough to kind of plant the seed um for for Roman to win cuz all signs were pointing into a Roman loss going into going into mania and like i said i think sammy just took a little bit off of cody that last month going into the uh going into the big show so mm, yeah i'd worry about that a little bit man but dude i mean this the the support's there for la night like you gotta listen to the people man yeah. um 
I don't know. It's yeah. definitely a tricky situation when you have two hot, two red hot baby faces like that. Marco, anything True. you'd love to see? Um, I'm not sure if I'd love to see it, but I can kind of see it happening. It's looking like they're going to start going back to the uh, brand supremacy, like the brand wars between uh, Nick Aldis and um, uh, Adam Pierce. I'm not sure if you guys have been watching week to week. It, it looks like it's going that way. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking at Survivor Series, you're going to have, I mean, I'm not sure they're going to pull it off, but I think you're going to have two matches. I think you're going to have not, you're not going to have two war games matches. You're going to have one war games match. It's going to be a storyline, you know, driven match. And I think you're going to see a Survivor Series match between the two brands. It could be the ladies. I think, I think they might go with the ladies for the Survivor Series elimination type match. And then whatever, you know, men's, thing is happening with the war games match but i can i can definitely see them leaning towards that type of uh thing it's it's just too obvious that they're doing that with between them two so but how does that go into mania <laughs> how does that play into wrestlemania, no, just, well, WrestleMania. Well, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean i mean look what happened with like like most of those dudes like the you know like sheamus and and uh and the brawling brutes they really didn't have anything to do with the wrestlemania outcome or anything like that so you could throw some like whoever's in there um as far as that, I mean, with with Judgment Day, we'll say say if they have like Judgment Day and the you know, and uh, and the Bloodline teaming up to take on you know Cody. Jay he didn't ask anything about Survivor Cody. Series though, dude. What did he, he ask about Mania? Yeah, he said, "What's one oh. WrestleMania storyline?" <laughs> I thought it was. See, I thought he said WrestleMania storyline, and then the other ones are matches. Just no, what's one WrestleMania storyline? Oh, what's, what's one WrestleMania see? match you'd love damn. to see? And one I thought you, were, I thought you were gonna say like they set it up for like you know Nick Aldis. Yeah, I was like, damn, he's Adam starting all the way back at Survivor Series. Yeah, he's about he's, to fucking match I mean, this that, thing out, dog. That is <laughs> actually week, week from yeah. now till Mania. <laughs> but so I'll, I'll, I'll say this: so we did talk about this on the Raw Down. I wouldn't mind seeing Nick Aldis and Adam Pearce, two former uh, ten pounds of gold, former NWA champs. Uh, yeah, yeah, just have have that match. Just have like a you know brand supremacy match. They could go that way then. Instead of actually having teams, they could just right, get so you ended up match. you did end up tying it in. So yeah, see, okay, yes. I give you credit. Thank I you. give you credit for that for that answer. Help. Last minute, <laughs> uh, think... free, last minute three point shot at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. Nick Aldis is definitely going to be wrestling sooner rather than later because I think he's younger than Cody. Man, that's the crazy thing about it, dude. Really, like, they present him as like this. Yeah, he's a year younger than Cody. Really, wow. Nick, Nick Aldis is looks, born in nineteen eighty six. I think it's just the way he, I think it's the way he carries himself. Dude. Yeah, he looks definitely got like the yeah. old guy vibes. But yeah, November sixth, nineteen eighty six. He's yeah. only thirty six years old. That's that's, wild. that's a youngling as far as wrestling's concerned. <laughs> youngling. Dang. Um, next question comes in from our good buddy John Swallow from the Coming Down the Aisle podcast, member of our Pod Foundation. He says, "Just thankful for you accepting me into the Foley Fam, the Pod Foundation, and becoming awesome friends over the years. Here's to the next five years and beyond. If you could go back in time to one wrestling wrestling event, which one would it be?" Seth, you want to kick this one off? Uh, I'd just go Survivor Series '97, man, Montreal. I wouldn't be oh. front row, so I could yell out for Brett. Watch out for the sharpshooter! <laughs> uh, you got there, freaking change in history, dude. Yeah. Freaking Back to the Future style. Yeah, I think we've had this question before. I would like to go um, King of the Ring '1998, dude. Just like, just the intensity, just the, like it's specifically, specifically for mankind. Undertaker, obviously, just it's fun show all the way around. Yeah, though. just fun show, and then you know you have this just absolutely unhinged match with uh you know, Undertaker and uh, Mankind. So, yeah, I think that would be the, the, the historical match I would like to go to. Jordan? Uh, definitely WrestleMania six. I'd kill to be at that show to see Warrior and Hogan. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think sure you were going to say, like, Trish and Mickey James, dude. <laughs> I was just waiting on it, dude. <laughs> 
bro, I'm not uh, that uncultured. Like, let's calm it down. <laughs> nah, WrestleMania Six would be a good one too. That's a that had that had some like awesome atmosphere all throughout the night as well. Marco, who Jordan? Who are you rooting for if you're there? Are you rooting mm. for Warrior or are you rooting for the Hulkster? Oh, dude, I was all in on the Warrior bandwagon at that point. I told you. I mean, I've told this story numerous times. That's what got me into wrestling was uh the Ultimate Warrior and Hogan thing, and I was all in on Team Warrior at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Marco. I would, I would go Mania 14 because uh, I was in my neck of the woods and I did not, I wasn't able to go. So uh, I would definitely travel back just to just see. Just want to uh, rewrite some history. I feel you. Not rewrite it. I just, you know, Birth of Stone Cold right there. In, yeah. In my, in my neck of the woods. So Jordan, going back to the WrestleMania 6, dude, I did a, I did a flip-flop that day. I was going for Hulk all through the, the day and during the match. And then by the end of the night, I was I was all on the Warrior, dude. Warrior, Warrior won me over with that one match. It was quality. That was a that was definitely a quality. night in history that I'll never forget. So, all right, our buddy from across the pond, um, probably our favorite international listener, um, Phil Dunnett says, "Congrats on five years. Here's to another five. So, I just want to give a shout out to Phil. Um, I won't play favorites. Kevin Harrison was the first in the mailbag. He's from Canada. Uh, you know what? True. That's very true. Yeah. Canada's kind of like they're more like neighbors, though. Yeah, they're, they're neighbors. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. When you when you, you got to go across <laughs> when you got to go across the ocean. Really the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it feels it feels a little different. So. Kevin Harrison's basically in like North Dakota. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Harrison in Canada. Um, Tony Barker, congrats on five amazing years. What has been your favorite moment on the podcast so far? Oh, oh man. man, so so many awesome moments. Um, just just for sitting down and recording with you guys, uh, a lot of my favorite moments have happened like off the air, you know, like when we're the stuff that's on the cutting room floor before we start recording, there's just been some, you know, some serious laughs and, you know, ribbing and stuff like that. That's just, I mean, again, unhinged. Um, but I think it hasn't happened on the podcast, but just being able to meet so many Foley fan members in person, you know, like the podcast has brought all of us together and really connected us. And, you know, there's so many Foley fam in our Facebook group that, you know, we're going to events and we're meeting up with them like mania. We had a big, uh, or sorry, SummerSlam. We had a big, um, you know, group of us that met up at the freaking, what was it called? The wild horse saloon. Wild horse saloon. Yeah. And then, you know, we've met up with so many other people throughout random events that we've been to and, uh, just really getting to connect with people. And, uh, I think that's just, it makes it all worth it, dude. You guys got any favorite moments from the podcast? Yes. It's hard to pick one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was, uh, last year in November when, uh, Sheena told us about aunt Jill's stank ass pie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seth just like pausing you and being like, hold on. I don't know if she's listening or not. <laughs> Good. We definitely have not gotten any invites to Thanksgiving. Since yeah. then. I did. I did. I got an invite to her son's birthday, so she's definitely not a listener. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Aunt Jill stank ass pie last November. If you want to go back, I think that's the actual name of the episode. If you want to go back and hear that story, oh, man. my favorite. I think my favorite. Well, my favorite one. I, I can't say. I'll probably. I'll have to. I'll leave it as a uh, a cliffhanger, and I'll I'll tell the I'll tell my co-host off the air which was my favorite my favorite episode. But uh, I'm gonna go with a safe one. I'll just go with my first time being on the show. That was my favorite moment. Uh, just being able to like talk wrestling with uh was someone I was following yeah. at, at the time. I was even a, you know, you know, I was, a, I was a listener of the podcast, obviously sending in questions, stuff like that. And then to actually be on it and actually talk, you know, uh, I think it was WrestleMania 35. Um, yep. We got to, I was on the review show. That was my first time ever um, on the show and stuff like that. And 
Yeah, I got I got praise after they're like, oh yeah, yeah. you have a you have a podcast before, and I was like, no, they're like, oh, you did really good. And I'm like, nah, I thought I sucked, but uh, thanks for uh, thanks for being nice. And then I thought that was gonna be it, but obviously, yeah, it was great. That, you 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 rounded out the podcast, yeah. and uh, you know, it's it's been awesome. Um, Scott Toon from Fully Posable, nice. he gave us a shout out. He another said, pod uh, friend. yeah, another pod friend. He said, uh, happy anniversary to the CF crew so thank you shout Scott. out to them man the team yes. they, the most impressive thing they have is they have never missed a week of their podcast in it's, over seven years now they're the cow ripkins of the uh wrestling yeah. figure world yeah they sit down every week and sort of how you do it man yeah. like there's been the consistency is just admirable on another yeah. level so it's tired whenever we had a strict recording schedule that got that could be exhausting dude yeah and the, also i think attributed to that whenever we were doing like the uh this was kind of like shortly before Jordan came on board when we were doing like this strict, like we had like a set time we record every week. Our format at that time was also very, Heavy. very, yeah, it was a, a, a big format, dude. Mm-hmm. Like we had a lot of, I wouldn't say it was all good stuff. It wasn't like we had a lot of fluff, dude, but we were just, we were doing we were a lot of deep. shit on yeah. every single episode. Yeah. We were deep diving into a lot of stuff and, and we, we had were, a ton of bonus segments. I was going to say we were, oh, we had man. a bunch of bonus segments. We were recording and like a feature length album every single week. We oh. were recording a lot of extra bonus content at that time too. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff. Um, it got to be exhausting. Dude. It was, and that's, yeah, it's I, the, when we've got, since we've gotten more kind of free flowing, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot more. What I will say about uh, Jeff and Scott is like, they, they are just consistent, dude. They're not, they're not, pulling out all the bells and whistles they show up every freaking sunday in your feed you know what i mean they're not just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall to see what sticks they're literally you know just giving you what you ask for you know yeah. what i mean figure talk every sunday so if you're not listening to them if you're not tuned into them and you are a figure collector or you care about figures even if you're not collecting figures and you just want to know about like a lot of old stuff uh if you were a figure collector before tune in to the fully posable podcast wherever you listen to podcasts every sunday they drop so Shout out to Jeff and Scott. Zach says, congrats on, Zach Hertzler says, congrats on five years. Food question, for breakfast, are you eating bacon or sausage, and how do you like your eggs cooked? Um, I'll take sausage over bacon, and I'd say fried medium is probably my preferred uh, way to have eggs. Um, I like both, but... I, mean, I like both, too. Dude. It's definitely a, uh, you know, just which one do you like the most? <sighs> It really depends. I guess bacon. I, I, I love bacon. Bacon, to me, is more portable, you know, and it's got a lot more... Um, you ever had a sausage link? What's more portable true. than a sausage link? True. Well, do you like links or patties better? I prefer patties, but yeah, I prefer we're talking patties. portable. Um, what, do you carry, what are you carrying around bacon in? Your hand's getting, like, covered in <laughs> grease. How is bacon... For, in what way is bacon more portable than sausage? <laughs> a little pocket know, bacon? Is, <laughs> yeah, she got, like, a fanny pack full of bacon strips. <laughs> hey, would that surprise you if I had a fanny no, pack full it would it, but <laughs> full I, <of> bacon. <laughs> I think you're a little off base in docking sausage points for portability. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> sausage is pretty portable too. Um, and I like my eggs uh, runny. I like them. I like them over. So I don't like you know. Not. I mean, I'll eat eggs anyway, but preferably over, but just like soft over, not like medium over. Mm. So, what about you guys? Bacon sausage and how you like your eggs? I'm gonna share a controversial sure. take. I used to oh, hate boy. bacon. Like absolutely fucking what? hated it. I don't know why. It was like a texture thing with me for a long time. Like I always thought everybody like overcooked their bacon because it was. Do you way like too... do you like your bacon to be a little bit chewy? No. So as the years have gone on, I don't mind it. Like nobody can do any wrong with bacon now at this point for me. Like I don't have like a preference honestly. I I just if it's too crispy though, like if someone cooks bacon way too long, I'm not a huge fan of it. Like if it just breaks, you just apart. pick it up and the shit starts like crumbling it's off. It's like a straight yeah. potato chip. Yeah, yeah. Right into it. and I think that's what happened is like. 
because my mom likes crispy bacon. So I think what happened yeah. is, is I just, I started to hate it because it like, yeah, I'd take a bite out of it and yeah. then the whole thing would break Nobody apart. Nobody likes that shit. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. I, I've, I've grown up, I, I'm good with what. <laughs> I'm good with bacon anyway, as long as it's not like deep fried to the point of it's just going to break apart. So I would definitely pick bacon over sausage and then uh, eggs. I'm over easy. Yikes. Over easy. Nice. Marco. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sunny side up guy for uh, for the eggs. Uh, bacon, probably medium, medium well, if anything. But yeah, I'm not a I don't really like the burnt, not burnt, but like the really, you know, you said you pick it up and it just crumbles in your fingertips, that type of thing. Yeah, I like it. I like a little bit of both. I like the like the middle to be nice and crispy and like chewy, but I yeah. like the ends to be a little bit kind of fatty and rubbery. Yeah. yeah. So it's perfect. That's that's my preferred way to have my bacon served. Zach Hurtzler, favorite jobber in wrestling. It's gotta be Bear Horowitz, right? Or favorite, I don't know. Would you consider so what about like our truth? He's not a jobber. He's, He's like the twenty-five times seven eleven twenty-four-seven champion. He yeah, is, 95. but yep. but won. I mean, he's but he's lost so many times, though. No, nah, you know? to I mean, me, like, a jobber is like I because he's feel my like favorite because I love our truth. If you've had a pay-per-view match, you're not a jobber to me. Yeah. Dude. I, I look at jobbers like there's. I mean, really, he was a champion in another. Yeah, he won yeah, the NWA um, title. He fought when the the Rock made his comeback to WWE. His first match was. Him and Cena against the Miz and R Truth. Yeah. R Truth's definitely not a jobber. No. I'm, I'm really kind of strict on who I call jobbers, man. I feel like if if you've had like a pay per view match, really any kind of push, you're not a jobber, dude. So, mm. so um, well, then who who do you think like? Which makes this what tough. about modern job? If yeah, I had to hard. go like jobber to the stars, like modern, I'd probably say Coco Beware. I still think he was probably the best. He was actually a really good wrestler. He just mm-hmm. for whatever reason he always freaking lost. You guys got any? Any jobbers on the tip of your tongue? The Brooklyn Brawler is always the one that comes up for me because he was yeah, that's actually, an iconic yeah. one. He yeah. was like my favorite one, but I think the biggest jobber ever is still Iron Mike Sharp. Like I don't think mm. I ever saw that dude win a match. <laughs> True. There's a really good uh, Instagram account if you guys want to check it out. It's called. Let me make sure I don't get it wrong. It is ham and ham and eggers. So it's oh, yeah. spelled out H A M A N D then eggers E G G E R S. It's literally just the um just like the screen grabs from jobbers getting introduced you got you know barry hardy gus cantaracus the ding dongs jim Klontz, like <laughs> black yeah, phantom black phantom ross Lindsay. like it's just it's i don't know it's such a nostalgia blast like going through this uh this account would, would you say kurt hawkins at the time was a uh you know, with the losing streak thing going on. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely class it. Like I said, it's all open to interpretation. I think you could definitely classify him as a jobber just because he lost. It was, his whole gimmick was how much he yeah. lost. You yeah. Know? Um, and, and nowadays they really don't. Unless I think the only time I've seen him really bring job like true jobbers back is, um, you know, when Braun Strowman was getting his first push. You know, he was fighting two or three guys at once. They'd just be no name local guys. I think yeah. the Viking Raiders had a, some matches against no names uh, like last elsewhere. year. Oh, oh no, he was the money, Mister Mister Mrs. Money in the Bank, yeah, right? He was, yeah, he's yeah. doing pay per views, main event. But to me, like if you go on Ham and Eggers, the, these are jobbers, dude. Like the guys that the, these kind of guys from back in the day that literally, like you would only see them one or two times, and yeah. that was it. All right, John Swallow, what's been the most shocking moment in wrestling in the last five years? I mean, maybe it's maybe it's just. Um, my recency bias do, but honestly, last year Cody losing at WrestleMania was probably one of the most shocking 
things. I just, I mean, even though I picked Roman to win, I was, I was legit shocked that, that Cody lost you after the intro. Like we, I remember me and like us and Jordan were like, we're all talking about it. Like, dude, there's no way he's losing now. And then he fucking mm. lost. So for me personally, it was the chief J Strongbow elite getting canceled. After <laughs> I sold that was my most personally, that was my most personally shocking moment in the last five years. But, um, if uh, if I had to pick one, I hate to pick something that happened the first week of the show, but I still think Roman, yep. um, you know, leaving after he his cancer came back was yeah, yeah that's pretty that's the pretty most shocking. shocking thing. I mean, it, yeah, you know, between the pandemic and everything that's happened since then, I feel like that's like extremely underrated. It's oh, like a God, historical I had to- moment. I had totally blocked out like the pandemic era. Yeah, that's pretty could shocking. Put that in shocking. Yeah, too, that's that we pretty had a shocking. Worldwide, yeah, uh, pandemic. In the and of uh, yeah, and we we still managed to have wrestling with no audience for the first time in wrestling history, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I would say I'd probably put it. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I'll go with Roman's uh, having to drop the belt due to his leukemia. Man, Marco, so many things. Jeez, I mean. I, you could probably bring it back to Cody too. You could probably him leaving AEW. That was crazy. yeah. That's, that was nuts. Would never. I would have never in a million years yeah, thought he was ever leaving. Was AEW. crazy. Yeah, yeah. The amount of stuff he was talking, obviously, and then like, you know, he leaves, and then and then the guy that helped like pretty much build that company leaves and goes back to you know where he left. Yeah, the place that he uh you know just continued to freaking mock and yeah, insane talk shit about yeah nuts Jordan. Jordan? I'm going to go Mox going to AEW. I just, like, when yeah, that happened, I, w- I was shocked by that. Um, I mean, dude, those three guys were on top of the WWE world for three years, and Mox just leaves in the middle of it. Like, yeah, st- still insane to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. The last year of Mox's run in I was going to say, Mox was kind of on yeah. a down- downward trajectory. I mean, they were doing, the, the once they started the lunatic fringe shit, the it, gas it was, mask it, it was basically over. I mean, but but it was still shocking, though. Like He was yeah. ahead of his time a, with the gas grand, mask. He was a Grand Slam champ, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a dude left the biggest company in the world to go to a startup company. I mean, that's pretty shocking. So, yeah, I'll go with Mox. Do got to mention, um, we've had some truly shocking deaths, man. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. dude, well, was mm-hmm. you know between Bray, um, Brody, and Jay Briscoe, man. Like I think all yeah. three. Of them, I mean, I, we yeah. knew that uh, Brody had been sick for a while, but I still I don't think anybody was thinking that he was you know about to pass away when that came. So I think th- those three deaths also just like really kind of rocked us to the core when yeah, they came out. All three of those hurt really bad. Not that not that other wrestlers, but it's just like, dude, those guys were it's, just... Yeah, it's different when somebody's old and they've had their full life and it's kind of just in the road, man. Yeah. But all three of those guys were just cut down in their absolute prime. Yeah, and a lot of the guys that pass away, like they've lived a hard like road life, dude. Like I feel like the modern wrestler, even though like they still put in a ton of work and God knows they put their freaking body on the line and all that stuff. I'm not... I'm not downplaying anything that modern wrestlers do but it is different than the the life that they lived yeah you know back in the 80s and 90s and you guys know. are taking a lot better care of themselves yeah nowadays. so yeah, yeah that the, yeah those were hard um did we go around did everybody get yeah. to say okay yeah. cool cool um oh our buddy the hidden gym matt carlos says happy anniversary thanks for all you do your question is your custom figure is being made what current toy line are you choosing to be made in I want to be an ultimate edition. I want to be Mattel ultimate edition. I want all the, all the freaking accessories. Yeah. I think I, I I don't love every single release they've had, especially the last six or seven months, but yeah, I still think ultimate editions, the the cream of the crop. It's tough. 
I think AEW Supremes are actually the cream cream of the crop, even though it's going to die. You know die. what? Supremes are pretty badass, like, dude. I, they, love, I love the packaging on the Supremes, too. Yeah. You get a ton of, of, for your money also. Yeah, it's you get a lot of like bang for your buck. Two figures in one. Sometimes okay. three in one, almost. Are we going yeah, any, that's a good shout. Any toy line? It doesn't have to be, like, you know... Yeah, any toy line. Past, present, future. See, I would go opposite of either one of those. I would go Jazzwares or Mattel. I would go, like, for, first time in line wrestling... Uh, one so i'd probably i'd probably go neca i'd try out neca to see what because you know the detail their ultimate dude uh, neca making wrestling sick. figures would be off uh, the damn chain um and mcfarland toys too as well because he's his toy yeah. line's pretty similar to neca when it when it comes to the detail and the articulation they have like the they have the articulation down on a lot of those like the the toe articulation the shoulder mm-hmm. um the the butterfly joints and all that stuff so but the detail is you know insane obviously they'll be super expensive but i mean i'm not i'm not going yeah there'd be no way to collect in mass with uh my my figure's gonna be expensive neca that's i always thought like if neca got it and just did like maybe four figures a year right like mattel Mm -hmm. could still keep doing their thing but neca would put out just a handful of releases a year i thought would be cool we got a uh, shout out from that scumbag, our friend Alex Eubank. He said, "Congratulations <laughs> and happy anniversary." Thanks, Alex. <laughs> um, Zach Hertzler wants us to create a Chick Foley show stable. Everyone, pick a wrestler, or even a tag team you want in, and why you chose them. It can be any wrestler from any promotion at any time. Ooh. That's tough. Well, I think I'm going to go with the token female. I think I want to be, I think I'm going to bring in China, dude. I feel like China really paved the way for just like badass, like strong women in wrestling. Um, I feel like every good stable needs a badass woman. So I'm going to, so we got China. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go with our, our mid Carter, man. I'll, I'm going to go a little off the wall here. Somebody I've been watching some of their matches here recently. And I think they're a little bit underrated as well. I'm going 1996 Ahmed Johnson, dude. Mm. That'll, that'll kind of be our mid card enforcer type. So we got China and Ahmed. Oh, uh, Jordan, you give us the tag team, and Marco can do the headliner. Oh boy! <laughs> I mean, is is there any more obvious choice? You've Got to have the Legion of Doom and a chick fully show stable. Like that'd be I, awesome. I, I just bad. don't know. Him and Ahmed, are, Ahmed's already got the shorter pads too, man. So we got a. Uh, we, we, we got yeah, can some, you imagine uh, China hey, China and some fucking shoulder I was gonna pads? Say, you look awesome. We got the brick shit house of a wrestling stable <laughs> right now. Like we're all there's, benching like six hundred pounds here. There's oh so God. much juice in that uh yeah, in that fact. Oh Marco, right. round us out. Does the head who's I leading the team, the Marco? Gonna, he's gonna say Adam Cole. Adam Cole to well, round it up. Ti- <laughs> the tiny man. <laughs> that's kinda that's kinda hard. Do you, do I go with a another like yeah, another well, jacked monster as the absolutely. Uh, or do yeah. we say bring man, the meat, dude? Oh man, who do I mean? I, I think I mean Jordan's gonna definitely appreciate this. We, I, I think you have to go warrior, right? As a headliner, yeah, absolutely, this stable. That'd be awesome, dude. Oh my god, that'd yeah, be him and Ahmed were gonna uh, warrior before warrior got fired in '96. Him and Ahmed Johnson and Sean were gonna headline in your house international, yes, yeah, right? Six man tag, they were cutting promos, warrior together. ended up getting replaced by Sid, so yeah. Yeah, I think that works. I think in kayfabe, that would probably be that would definitely be the strongest faction ever put together, man. Because all of those guys had incredible one loss records. Imagine um, that Survivor Series team. Like, who are you going to stack up against that? They could go ten on five, bro. You could yeah. go. You could double them up, and make it a handicap match, and they'd still win. It would not matter. Zach also says, "What are some grail items that you're currently looking for?" Seth, you got any uh, any items you want to cross off the list? Um, I don't really got any like grails, any like crazy, like hard to find stuff. I just kind of got a rolling list of stuff I'm looking for right now. I'm trying to track down 
a singles run Hasbro Marty Jannetty. That's kind of at the top of my old figures wish list. I've seen a couple pop up there. He's got, I don't know, Jordan, I don't know if you've seen this on some of the older Hasbro. Some of them have this weird thing where like the different parts like don't fade uniformly. So like his skin tone on like his head and arms will be mm-hmm. different from the skin tone mm-hmm. on the torso. You know what I mean? Yep. Have you yeah. seen that before? Yeah. My uh, confetti Janetti is clean. I think somebody had it in their basement in like a bin for a really long time. So mine has like no scuffs or anything on it. Well, just rub it in my face. Why don't you? <laughs> dude, I told but, you uh, when we were talking about this like three or four years ago, I'm like, dude, you're going to regret not having all these and sure shit. You went back and got Brett and now you're going back to get Marty. Yeah, but so yeah, if anybody's got that Marty, hit me up. But as far as like Holy Grail items, um, I'd say that in this one, I wouldn't even call it a grail because it's available to be purchased, but just not at a price anywhere close to what I want. But the Survivor Series 94 t-shirt, yeah. uh, it's the tie dye with the Texas sunset. Um, just a really, really cool shirt. But yeah, it's going for like six, seven hundred bucks. I know. And we turned and it down. Like, so we found one. What was it like five years? It was like five years ago. We found yeah, one for like 200, 200 bucks. And we were we like, turned it ah. down. Yeah, it was, cause that's still like at the edge. Cause the, the people making the repros, like 2,800 studios, um, you know, Sour Chin Music, uh, Boris the Bootlegger, and like some of these guys freaking, uh, the stuff they do is so incredible. And I'd just be yeah. sick in my stomach if I actually did drop, you know, uh, a freaking car payment on a <laughs> on a t-shirt. I mean, 700 is more than a car payment, but yeah, you know, drop that kind of money on a t-shirt and then you get a repro that pretty much looks just as good for like 50 bucks. I know, bucks but that shirt later. is so unique because of the tie-dye. Like, and somebody's doing a, a reproduction of it right now, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a print. Not, yeah. yeah. It's a print it's on a the shirt. Print. It's a yeah. screen print. So yeah. like the sides of the shirt are still black. Like the, it doesn't work. Yeah. If you remember the shirt, it's like tie-dyed all the way around. Um, and again, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but yeah, when we saw that one, we were like, eh, 200, like surely some will pop up for like, you know, one fifty or something like that. And then now they're like 600 freaking bucks, dude. Remember wrestling so, for sale was telling us we should yep, buy it. He yep, said, just he go said, ahead and get he it. Said, get it. Regret it. He, he said, was right. He was right. <laughs> what about yep. you guys? What Shout you guys? Uh, what you guys grills you're going for right now? Um, I I mean I'll never be able to own it, but there's a ultimate wear defining moments. Um, where his like body has like lightning bolts on it and stuff. Oh, but yeah. that, he's gray, right? He's like granite. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- that ain't ever mm-hmm. happening. Like that's like a eighteen hundred dollar figure or something like that. Yeah. So I don't ever have to worry about getting that. Dang. showstopper customs can make uh a custom i think you bu- did you buy that that own warrior like the black one with the writing on the back of it yeah for I, me yeah I have yeah both, that was, i have both of them. oh yeah that was a long time ago yeah oh that gosh. one's from uh that's from showstopper he can do that gray one for like 100 bucks dude if uh if you really wanted to just have a have a placeholder until you win the lottery you know yeah, there you go marco um nothing i don't have any really any grail pieces you know i mean if I, you know, had the money to do so, I definitely wanted to get the um the Sergeant Slaughter LJN uh the mail away figure mm, if I yeah. could if I ever got my hands on it because you know they have I'm I, I have a little collection of LJNs mainly like just like the core you know you know Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling kind of like deal going on just like the you know the main characters from WWF back in the day and uh, Sergeant Slaughter is one of the ones that'll that'll round that out so. I would definitely look at getting that at some point. Are you getting in on the big rubber guys that the major pods putting out? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, only one I would probably go for is the Andre, the giant. Um, yeah. Cause it looks pretty, cause it's, you know, the singlet one, but other than that negative, negative on those. Okay. Um, 
I think before we finish up, I think we need to hit a quick beverage break. Let's do it. Had to hit some uh, 90s R&B for the uh, <laughs> five-year anniversary of the show. So, yeah, shout out to Tony, Tony, Tony for the assist there. Uh, Sheena, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a um, original ranch water. Um, it just, I, I love a good seltzer, and this is pretty dang good. It's a tequila seltzer. This is just the original. It's just got agave and lime. Uh, it's right in my wheelhouse. It's like, you know, a margarita light. So, I give it a thumbs up. I got, a, I got like a combo pack. It's got... Um, prickly pear, I think grapefruit, a spicy and an original. And I got, I've had the spicy and their original and they're both really good. So, um, yeah, ranch water by Lone Star Brewing Company, I think. Hold you on. The can. I don't have the can. Oh, oh no, you don't got the can. I don't got the can. Let me look it up real quick while you got You'll see them though. Yeah. It's white it's, can with black brand. It's very they're, like they're widely pretty distributed. Much everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, it's nothing niche. So ranch water. I have something extremely niche tonight, uh, to quote Sheena. Uh, so it's a, a special a special episode, so I busted out the hard stuff. I'm drinking uh, some Coca-Cola and KFC rum. So, yeah. uh, KFC Fingers, as in Kentucky Fried yes, Chicken, in by Kentucky the way. Fried Chicken. They partnered with Dead Man's Fingers uh, rum from over in the UK. If you don't know, K- Kentucky Fried Chicken is wildly popular over in London. Um, and they have their own rum with this UK rum maker that uh, Phil Dunnett, you know, previously mentioned, was able to get me a bottle and get it shipped over. It's not like fried chicken rum. It's supposed yeah. to be inspired by KFC by with like, like, you know, some, some like black pepper, some uh, like a little bit of honey. Like, to be honest, man, I was a little bit let down. I, I had to try it just because it was so unique. Um, and it was just something that, you know, like I said, I really want to try a really cool bottle. So I'm glad I got it, but it tastes like any other dark rum. It's not... There was nothing unique about it whatsoever. I would have been more impressed if it was like crappy, but still unique. But it's yeah. just, it could have been it's literally any kind of rum in that bottle. Yeah, yeah. So it is cool though. Like the, the branding on the, uh, the bottle, the bottle looks everything. awesome. Yeah. yeah the bottle looks cool. awesome. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking, man? I am, uh, actually sipping on some, well, I, I had to pull out the, uh, the, the special drink for tonight. I'm doing a, uh, I'm doing an old fashioned. If you guys, uh, wow. know what that is. Hey, it's Don a, Draper. Uh, you know, some, <laughs> Are you talking Jordan's language now, dude? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like a good old-fashioned every now and again, and what better way to uh, oh, celebrate? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, if that's... <laughs> you don't look that up on uh, whatever, on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh, some, uh, I have, um, <laughs> um, yeah, man, some, some Kentucky straight bourbon. Um, and... Uh, it's a not. It's actually the Knob Creek uh, one. I, I ran out of the uh, some other stuff, but uh, yeah, no, just just sitting back and drinking some old fashioned on ice. Jordan, did he already said? Yeah, Jordan already went. Nope, yeah. no. Nope. What are you drinking, Jordan? Uh, so I'm continuing my uh, tour of the Alaskan brewery uh, tonight. I am drinking right now an amber from Alaskan brewery. It's really good, and then I have a. Uh, icy Bay IPA on deck. So, yeah, these uh these Alaskan beers are hitting. So I'm gonna probably get another multi pack of these next week. Well, since we're in the beverage break, I wanted to go ahead and shout out um Rotten, dude. So they um they sent us some gummy worms, which is really cool. So they want like 
I just wanted to try these. I saw the logo. Jordan reached out to them and uh, they sent us some of their product. They're a new company. Jordan, you want to give us the lowdown on Rotten? Yeah. So um, this company actually just launched uh, within the last month. And as anybody knows, like when you're trying to get uh, somebody to um, sponsor your podcast or sponsor anything, you can never send enough emails. So luckily they reached <laughs> back out, sent us a good uh, grab bag. And um, yeah, so we've, we've all got some um, rotten gummy worms are 60% less sugar. And the packaging is a hundred percent compostable, which Sheena, which prob- is like right. Sheena yeah. probably just like got all excited when she saw oh, this. Man, I can't wait to throw this in my compost pile, dude. So well, uh, the great thing is also it's, it's 60% less sugar, but there's no but, artificial sweeteners. Yes, because I don't mess with I artificial, hate the artificial sweeteners. sweeteners. Like dude. I'd rather like I'd rather I don't ever mind the like reduced sugar on stuff, dude. But the, I I hate that like chemical like artificial sweetener aftertaste you get on stuff. Yeah, I do not mess with artificial sweeteners. It's just not not for me. But yeah, these have so um, let's see, eight grams of sugar for fifty per fifty gram bag. So I mean that's They're pretty good. dang good. Dude. That's that's like the same as like Smart Sweets. I'm gonna give you guys a little. You know, ASMR uh, gummy worm action here. Let's get this package open. The package looks really cool, too. Like I said, very, like, 90s. It looks like some shit that would be on Pogs, you know? Yeah, it does look like that Pogs art style. Um, we'll have uh, we'll have a link in the show notes. And if you go on Sheena's IG feed, she's got them tagged up a couple mm. posts down. Yeah. So these are, oh, these tasty, are, these are the original. So they, I didn't they even They have realize. original and sour. Mm, yeah. So they have sour, too. So these are the original ones. Um, yeah. They're Pretty really darn good. good. They're not... They're not as like chewy, like as um. Haribo. Yeah, Haribo. They're not. They're definitely. If you're like a true gummy aficionado, like I am, they're definitely a little bit on, um, the softer side of life. Whereas like Haribo's like they got the super waxy, like you know, wear your dang jaw out by the time you get done eating a eating a pack of them. These are these are more like if you've had Smart Sweets before, they kind of remind me a little bit of Smart Sweets on the texture. I think these are like if Trolley and Smart Sweets had a baby, this is what will come out, which is a, a good thing because that's two really good candies the right one, there. The one good thing um, about these versus Smart Sweets, I think Smart Sweets uses Stevia, which a lot of people don't. I mean, Stevia is a plant-based sweetener. It's not an artificial sweetener. It is a plant-based Still sweetener. Still not the same as regular sugar. It's though. not the same as regular yeah. sugar. So it does, it does like some people, it'll have an aftertaste and some people don't like the taste of Stevia. I take so, these over Smart Sweets all yeah, day Yeah, so if you're looking for a, um, you know, a low sugar gummy, I think these are a, a good option if you're not into into Stevia. But yeah, they're pretty dang good, dude. Yeah, they get, they get a thumbs up for me. Yeah, yeah, so, well, like I said, we'll tag them in the show notes. Thank you so much, Rotten, for sending these. Super, super delicious. And um, yeah, at Eat Rotten is their Instagram, or you can go to Eat Rotten dot com all right we're ready to get back into the mm, mailbag mm-hmm. let me open the mailbag sorry too busy chewing she here with a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh-huh. uh while she's getting that mailbag queued up i do actually have a totally random um knob creek story that i don't think we'll ever be able to organically work into the show again after you know marco said that's what he was drinking my dad actually peed in knob creek um about five years ago, man. Yeah. No, actually, you did, you did, oh, nice. the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, right? No, this was 2014. This is like, yeah, dang, man, time's really flying. This is nine years ago at this point. But oh, we were, uh, me and my dad were going to the Maker's Mark Distillery. And on the way up there, we passed Abraham Lincoln's birthplace. And so, you know, you're not going to pass Abraham Lincoln's birthplace without stopping and checking it out. And this sure. was on like a Wednesday in the middle of the week. So we were the only ones there. Um, so we're kind of checking it out and walking around and I'm, I'm walking back behind it and there was this little creek behind it and there was a little plaque in front of it and I was reading it was like this is the actual historic Knob Creek 
you know, I mentioned that it had a famous bourbon uh, named after it because it. I don't think it feeds it anymore. I think it fed the original distillery, but I think they get their water from somewhere else now. <laughs> I hope. Um, not. But yeah, I'm sitting there reading this sign, and I'm you know I turn around to yell at my dad like, "Yo, this is the actual Knob Creek," and I look up, and my dad's like 50 yards away from me, like pissing in the actual creek. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was waiting for like you know park rage or something to come down and freaking arrest him. So if you drink Knob Creek, I, yeah, again, they, I don't know when they switched over using the water. If you drink a you know Knob Creek 2015, 2016, you may have a little essence in there. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> a, little, a little Phelps essence. Um, Zach Hertzler says, "What's your favorite wrestling gimmick?" This one's tough. I feel like there's so many good ones. Like, ooh. So we're talking like just hardcore gimmick wrestlers, like not just. I'm going to be the best wrestler. Like, this yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think an actual like gimmick, like kind of character. I for still me- think the hog farmers, dude. I love oh. the Godwins, man. I thought especially the heel Godwins, dude, because it's like you know, everybody knows creepy country people, dude. I think I think yeah. if, especially like I feel like if they would have came along like a little bit later on in the attitude era, you could have tweaked them a little bit to be almost like something out of a Rob Zombie film or something, man. Like just make oh, them even more a little bit darker and more violent. Style. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit more, you know, a few more notches towards like deliverance. So yeah, I think yeah. The, I think the Godwins was was a great one. Well, speaking of creepy country people, I was gonna say, um, you know, the original iteration of Bray Wyatt with yeah. uh, just like cult leader Wyatt family yeah. with his that was when he was the best. Southern, yeah, Southern Swamp, Southern Swamp, yeah, pop, apocalyptic prophecies, like just once just, he got yeah, it started to just get like almost like ate itself up once it. Uh, he got all the spooky. It became yeah, it became a little bit too supernatural. But when he was just kind of like you know, like again, just like straight up like cult leader. Yeah, I mean that was just it was a little fantastic, bit more grounded in reality. Dude. Yeah, which it was, made it scarier. It made it scarier, yeah, because like these are like real people that you could just like run into down in freaking the, the bayou, you know, like so. In the bayou. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I would say the the original Bray Wyatt is definitely my favorite gimmick. Marco. Mm. Dang, that's tough. Um, uh, for a gimmick, maybe because it was ahead of its time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Gold Dust. I don't think Gold Dust gets enough credit as far as uh. I know it was like obviously weird, very weird, and you know out out Gold of the Dust ordinary. Is cool. Yeah. You're um, talking about the OG run, right? Yeah. OG, he was doing yeah, OG the, Gold Dust, not the, the, uh, uh, the pushing the homophobe buttons. Yeah, not the not the not the uh, comedy uh, Gold Dust, but yeah. the uh, just mm-hmm. like with the you know with the movie lines and. Um, sending Razor Ramon letters and yeah, shit. Yeah, sending Razor Ramon letters. Um, creeping on like you know Undertaker, um, Roddy Piper. That that uh, that gold does. It's like yeah, just pushing okay. the envelope. Yeah, just like very crazy. like you know androgynous. Uh, yeah, uh, super cool. What androgynous? That's like the word Vince McMahon would always use on commentary. The androgynous. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. I just, that's I mean, maybe that's why that's what that word comes to the front of my mind when I think of gold dust. That's interesting. No, I've just I've never used that word in any other context other really? than describing gold. You've dust. never said androgynous before? No. What I mean, I'm not even hundred percent sure what that even means. It's like it's like when you're well, I mean now it's 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 there's so much I don't know. So it's 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 whenever it used to be like in fashion, you could be like it would be like a model who's a, a woman, but she would be dressed as like a man. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's like, like and she kinda had yeah, yeah, gender, gender like she, you know, that's what it would be. Yeah, technically. Exactly. So yeah. it's just, you know, androgyny. Um, yeah. So yeah. any, any hoosers. Uh, what about you, Jordan? I'm going to go with uh, Crow Sting. Um, I just, right. I always loved Crow Sting. Um, everything about him, like he was always against the machine and stuff like that. And uh, 
when they formed NWO, he was like the one guy that refused to to move over. Obviously, he did tomato face Sting at one point, but um, he fought it as long as he could. So I, I always loved Sting when I was a kid too. Just everything about Sting was awesome to me. Yeah, Crow Sting was awesome. Phil Dunnett follows mm-hmm. us up with, "What is the spookiest wrestling gimmick?" I mean, the original Bray Wyatt was was pretty scary, dude. There's that. Um, Undertaker's pretty spooky. spooky. Yeah, but he has so much. I mean, he's gone so back and forth. The first original Undertaker Undertaker. Yeah, when he He first came out. Waylon Mercy was pretty spooky, man. Go back and get get on YouTube and look up some of those. And his run only lasted a couple months because he got hurt. But look up some of those. Like vignettes those, they were doing when he yeah, was Yeah, those he vignettes give so you like I'll, the I'll go Waylon Mercy for a deep cut. Yeah. I, I mean, Bray, I think Bray is definitely inspired by Waylon Mercy oh, yeah, for, sure. for sure. So it's like there, there's definitely you remember ties his, there. Uh, Mercy the Buzzard. In, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he's, he's acknowledged it. Oh, uh, yeah, he's acknowledged. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, so to stick with Bray. Um, what about you guys? Jordan? Uh, yeah, I'm going Papa Shango. Like, that dude scared the living yeah. shit out of me. Like, I just... Yeah. Everything about him when he would, like... Uh, yeah, just... He was awesome. Yeah, Voodoo's pretty damn scary, dude. It is. Ultimate Warriors puke up his black stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, throw... Yeah, I remember one of my friends got in trouble at, at school for recreating that thing, and he ended up getting kicked out of class. He was like, oh, did you see Ultimate Warrior? He was like, Whoa! like doing like the throw up noises. And the teacher was like, get out. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, can't th- I can't think of it. I mean, uh, just not to go like just out of the box, maybe if they if they had her on TV a lot more. Abaddon was kind of creepy. Abaddon was creepy, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't I mean, nothing ever really developed out yeah. of that. But yeah, just when I just seeing her, I was like, damn, what is this? So yeah, that's pretty spooky. Jordan, did you ever see those pictures from when they were gonna bring Papa Shango back during the Attitude Era? Yeah, it's not good. No. Not good. Yeah, crazy looking, right? I don't know what that even how it even would have uh, fit in, but it's kind of wild that they actually got far enough into it to start taking like the promo shots and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, the Hidden Gem, Matt Carlos. What's the coolest thing you can brag about the Chick Foley show? Uh, I think the worldwide reach is pretty cool. Like we talked about in the yeah. opening, man, like 58 different countries. Like I know we got a big presence in, in Canada and the UK, but there's a lot of other places where we got little pockets of, of loyal listeners. So that's pretty cool. I think there's somebody all the way on the other side of the world that's, you know, tunes in hearing to us talk us, about this stuff. Yeah. I would say the fact that, um, we've created a, um, you know, social media community page where there's like zero drama. I think that's something to be bragging about because yeah. I'm in a lot of groups and, um, you know, they're never drama free, but we just especially we, figure groups, man. Yeah, figure, figure collecting's like like gang warfare. Sometimes, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and wrestling groups, wrestlers, wrestling fans can be so petty, but I feel like we've just like attracted I and cultivated. I was gonna say they could be so passionate, man. What do you mean? I, I feel like it's more passion than petty. So some people are no, some people are just straight, just yeah. dorks, dude. Like I don't know, you know, like and this is coming from somebody who loves nerds and dorks, but dude, I'm saying dorks derogatively right now um i just no i don't know i feel like we we have such a great group of people who are who are passionate fans but they're just not like basement dwellers you know what i mean like there's a there's a difference so yeah shout outs to you guys i got a couple so um the fact that I don't know, just like you, Sheena, spurned such a cool thing, like uh, just being able to launch the Pod Foundation and stuff and how cool that is. And 
Um, getting to know all the people in the Pod Foundation has been really Pod cool. Foundation's cool. I mean, right. it's just a it, it's a really cool thing that we we get to know all these guys on a personal level, and um, I, I just think that's really cool. Also, the fact that you guys invited me to come on this show with you guys, a podcast is something I never thought I would want to do. It's just, and I mean, you you can definitely tell if you if you go back and listen the first couple times I was on, I was nervous as shit. Um, everybody always tells me, dude, you have a great voice for doing this. And I'm like, I hate hearing my voice. Like I just do. That's why I never listen back to any shows. Cause I don't even want to hear myself talk and, um, stutter. And now you've things. done multiple spinoff shows. And, and you that know, was going to be on... my third thing is like, I mean, we've spun off three shows off of this. We got open mic, the goal line and pod warriors. And I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm proud of this group of us and, um, yeah. The four of us have really done something special, and uh, I hope we keep it going for a long time. Because yeah, this is the most fun I've ever had watching wrestling. Yeah, just to, yeah, yeah. Just to add on to Jordan's with the uh, with the last one, with the you know the spinoffs and stuff, and being able to like you know meet different people, being able to talk to you know different personalities out there, and like open mic is kind of like the the kind of like a like a a baby of like the pod foundation essentially. Cause that, that's where I kind of got the idea was like, you know, just, you know, just, uh, you know, Seth and Sheena just expanding, you know, reaching out to, you know, um, extra cooler and the turnbuckle tavern. And then, you know, uh, J bone jumping on stuff like that. And that gave me the idea of like, you know, there, there are obviously there's other podcasters out there. There's other content creators out there. And, um, you know, just being able to, you know, use this platform to like bring those other, um, you know, people to light essentially that you may not know about. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you know about like you know, like recently with Over the Moon Salt and stuff like that, like having having her on the show twice. Yeah, having, getting um, to feature people who mm-hmm. maybe have newer accounts or yep. accounts that are just like because, dude, it's it's really hard to get engagement and to get reach nowadays. And yeah. uh, it's, I mean, even us, dude. You know, we've been around for a long time. We have you know a decent following for social media, and dude. It, it really just depends on the day and what words you use yeah. and what kind of content you like, you know, some posts get like just absolutely infinite comments and engagement. And then other posts, it looks like nobody's even home, you know? So it's yeah, like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. A, the wild, wild west out there. So yeah, anytime we can shine light. I mean, that was what this, that was what Chick Foley started as. Yep. Like I was, you know, just shining, you know, like wrestling artists and creators. And, um, you know, there wasn't like, I, there wasn't like a ton of wrestling podcasts back then. Um, so it wasn't really a thing, but, uh, yeah, just giving shine to people who I thought were doing really cool stuff within the internet wrestling community. So yeah. I love seeing open mic and getting to getting to learn from a lot of people who are out there doing cool stuff. So yeah, shout out to everybody. Shout out to the pod foundation and, uh, yeah, let's keep it going. Jamie Wills says, "Congrats on five years. If you could rename the show now, oh boy, what would you call it?" Three WWE homers in Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know, man. I've never thought about renaming it, dude. Like rebranding, yeah. I a lot of people do. Chick Foley show is perfect. Dude. Yeah, I think Chick Foley. One, I think it just automatically, like like Seth mentioned before. Um, I feel like you know when we started this, there wasn't a lot of chicks doing this so i think the fact that it was like chick foley you're like oh shit there's like a, a secret sauce yeah, yeah. you being a female that, that's that's our big differentiator yeah. yeah so uh you know i think chick foley goes i mean let's read like godwina's garden or something no. like that you know we could do <laughs> ho- homest- homesteading and, and wrestling and chicken farming you know all together <laughs> sounds like a spinoff for sheena to do on her own <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I don't know. I can't imagine renaming the show. If you guys have any any fun names or anything that you think that you would would call the show after listening to it for five years, uh, please let me know. Um, I, I'd be interested to, he- to hear that list. Ari, Mrs. Fig God, says, Congrats, fam. What an achievement to have been doing this for five years. Ari was also there at the inception of uh, Chick Foley, just for the record. She was with us when Chick Foley was born. Um, what are some of the goals for the podcast in the next five years? And if, and if you care to share, what are your, some of your personal goals for each of you? I think for the podcast, just keep growing. You know, we've seen, I'd look at the numbers have kind of plateaued the last, like, I'd say about the last year. Um, so, you know, if we could break through and get another level of, uh, engagement, but I mean, we do, like we talked at the start of the show, we do really good numbers on it. So I don't know. I think just, uh, just continue to have, enjoy doing it. You know, I don't think, I think I know it's not much of a goal, me, but I think yeah. I never want this to be a chore. It's something I look forward to do. I look forward to yes. sitting down with you guys and, uh, and talking wrestling or whatever, you know, coming up with different ideas for the shows and stuff. So, um, yeah, I know that doesn't sound like much of a goal, but I just want to, keep this i wanted this to still be something that i look forward to doing because um yeah it's just it's a good a good healthy outlet you know Mm -hmm. i agree i think um yeah i think that's a great goal to just want to continue to enjoy sitting down and doing this for me i would love to um you know go to go to other wrestling events and host more meetups like meet and greet type situations i think that's the kid gets as the kids get older that'll be a little bit easier to do. yeah um i think that i mean that's some of the most fun that we have is getting to like i said before like at the beginning of the show like just seeing everybody face to face and really getting to like mark out and go to wrestling shows and stuff like that so um for me i would love for the podcast to grow and for some of our fully fam to just you know get to come to events and enjoy them with us you guys got any goals marco jordan uh personal goal um as most of all the listeners know i'm an insurance agent i was with farmers insurance and i'm getting ready to um switch over to a new venture so goal for me is uh within five years be way ahead of where i am now um there's a reason I'm making a switch. I just, I want to, this is like my personal goal to, so I can do more things like go to wrestling shows and um, visit the Phelps on the homestead and all that stuff. So yeah, it's uh, just have a little bit more time freedom. Yeah. yeah. It, it's scary to do this, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for my next chapter and just kind of see where it leads. And I'll have some more stuff to share with, with everybody as far as this is, this goes, cause I'll have more of an outreach for, um, more of the states in the u.s so i'll share it as it comes along but yeah i mean that's kind of just my personal goal right now is i'm really focused on my job and uh everything with my family and everything so yeah nice yeah marco de- yeah definitely obviously the you know same thing with jordan shoot life definitely you know uh, keep growing in in uh in my personal you know my personal life and definitely this is one of the things that's that's helped um uh, you know, with communication and stuff like that and in my work life, and which is, you know, where obviously during the pandemic, a lot of things switched over to, you know, doing things remote and, you know, holding meetings this way. So like, I kind of, we already had like, kind of like a head start or I had practice already because I was doing a show every week and I'm, you know, talking to somebody yeah. that I <laughs> didn't know at Across, first. Yeah, um, exactly. And, you know, now, nowadays it's like, it's like, it's like a, you know, a walk in the park doing it, but yeah, definitely growing that. Um, obviously continue, you know, with, uh, with open mic, um, you know, hopefully get more, you know, more guests, maybe bigger guests at some point, who knows, um, just, just keep grinding and keep, you know, keep reaching out to as many people as I can. Um, hopefully, 
Turnbuckle Tavern. They don't drop drop me at any point. Hopefully, I can stick with them. Uh, I mean, they you know the Chads have been putting up with uh, myself and J Bone right now, just doing the raw down, and we're missing obviously Young Anthony. But I think we've been well, Hawk we've... will be the first to go if they start cutting people. To the that that Tavern. is true. So as long as as long as Hawk's still around, you're safe. Yeah, dude. you, you got you got to buy through the first yeah. round. Well, yeah, we yeah, we, uh, we actually we, I mean we, you know I'll just bring it up on here. We were. We were kind of like, you know, jokingly going to go, hey, maybe we should bring in Hawk as our third third man on uh, on Raw Down. And then we both nixed that idea because we'd definitely be – they'd cancel that show right away. If that <laughs> well, he happen. also but hates WWE, so that, that would be a well, horrible decision. Yeah. That would be the whole appeal of it. It's just like someone that hated WWE and you know, we can have that like type of – you know, the, thing going on, but the problem would be getting him to actually watch it because I, I think he refuses to watch it. Yeah, especially with like you know NXT recently having like eighty five percent women's you know matches on uh on Halloween Havoc. He probably wouldn't. Uh, we know how Hawk feels yeah. about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, definitely that. Uh, definitely, like I said, grow uh open mic and you know interview more people. And my other main goal is obviously is to really get like do the show in person like all of us together actually be, be cool. in the same room to do, yeah and actually a live show do the show which would be which would be very awesome yeah so i can slap the shit out of seth when he says something stupid <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's my main reason he'll do nothing yeah i think you know hawk says he hates wwe but he jumped at the chance to go to smackdown well, he when i he... offered him up He's not He jumped at the he chance. Loved yeah. He loves Cody Rhodes. And he I know shed he a does. tear when Roman Reigns came out. Yeah, did. we didn't. Put, Roman wasn't even supposed to be there when Roman's music hit and he walked out. There was one little gangster tear that came down. He put his one up. He yeah. saw secretly. Yeah. It was. It was like he had it in his lap and he just his put pocket, his finger yeah. up. Yeah. 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 Well, just... you know, he was holding his can of wine that he bought at the concession stand. <laughs> yeah. The one, one finger sticking out. Yeah. I've never been so embarrassed. I go up there and like I got me and Sheena each like you know two Miller Lights and then I was like. I was like, I got his. Do you have any red wine? <laughs> yeah, he said, do you guys have any wine? So I had to order a can of wine at the freaking uh, concession. I'm like, what the hell, dude? You're like, it's not yeah, for me. What kind of me. freaking, yeah, what kind of weirdo gets wine in a wrestling show? Yeah, for me, personal goal, I think um, just being more intentional with my time. I'm a very fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants type of person, and um just being a better organizer and better planner. And, you know, part of what I love about me, and I think part of what Seth loves about me is I do have that just, you know, kind of just, what's the word? I mean, flexibility. Don't, don't use a derogatory. She thrives term. in chaos. I thrive in chaos. Yeah. So, um, you know, and Seth is like probably the most organized and like structured person that I've ever met in my life. So um, there's got to be a perfect ha- match. Yeah, we're a perfect match, but there's got to be a happy medium between myself and him. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to get more, um, just intentional because I feel like the time with the kids and the time with like the things that I want to accomplish in my life and the things that, you know, I'm trying to strive for, like, if you just let the days go by, the, it's, the days are going to go by and you're never going to, you're never going to get to doing what you want to do. And, um, just being more intentional and setting, setting more clear goals and, um, you know, just putting them into action. Hell yeah, All Sheena. All right. What'd you say, Jordan? Hell yeah, Sheena. Thanks for the great question, Ari. Yeah, thanks, Ari. Um, Ari, Ari hit us with another one. If you could start your own wrestling company, which top three or three to five wrestlers would you take from other companies? Let's do. We'll do the same thing. We'll do one one singles male, one one female, and then one tag team. So I can't. I'm taking Roman Reigns, dude. Roman's a little long in the tooth, man. Yeah, I don't care. He's the tribal chief, dude. Dude. 
call me crazy, man. It's two guys I got in mind for my singles. I'm thinking Ricky Starks or Trick Williams, man. I think that's the. I Trick's think good, I think those are Trick's the two. Two biggest pro. I don't know if you'd still want to call Ricky Starks a, a prospect at this point, but I think there's still a ton of untapped potential there. So I look at those two for my female. I'm taking Jade. Jade, Jade and Jade's yeah, going to be the Jade's biggest star awesome. of my company. I'm building my whole company around Jade and tag team. Maybe it's kind of a cheat, but I think I'd maybe go uh, Malachi Black and Brody King. I don't think that's a cheat. How's that a cheat? Because eh, I don't know. I mean, Mal- is Malachi really a tag team guy? I mean, he's got he's in a tag team with him, but I don't really think Malachi's a tag team guy. I'm yeah. I mean yeah. But that's that's my picks. That's good, Jordan. You got a, you got a wrestling faction you're trying to set up or wrestling startup company. Um, I think I would start with my singles guy as Carmelo. I just Mello's I still I too. still yeah. think the the I, I don't think there's so much untapped potential with Carmelo. I just. I think he's going to be the he's future money. of WWE. Um, and the good thing about him, dude, he, you could make him your top baby face or your top heel. I think he's equally good in both roles. Um, as far as a lady goes, I'm going to go Rhea because she's still young enough. Like, dude, I still yeah, think Rhea, Rhea, like, as long as she's booked right, I still think she has potential to be the best woman in the world. Um, yeah, it feels like she's been around forever, but she got started really, really young. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm going with an off the wall tag team. I, I just I like these guys a lot, and they've really grown on me over the past year. I'm gonna go the guns for my tag team. Ooh, solid pick. Dude. I don't know why I thought you were gonna say the acclaimed. No, the acclaimed too, but yeah. no, the guns. Yeah, I, I like, like the guns, the guns a think... lot, man. Ever since they did the the fifty cent walkout, dude, I, they've just grown on me so yeah. much. I I just yeah. feel like the, that their regular entrance is cool too, and those dude, they got some. I think you know the it, Colton's the bigger one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Colton's got some serious singles potential too, man. Hopefully he doesn't end up like Billy Gunn. You know, there was always the thought for the longest time that Billy Gunn was going to be a huge star as a single, and it just never worked out. But I, he's got the size, and they both got that kind of just charisma to them. Um, that, yeah, I could see them breaking out. Now, I, I think I don't think that's an off-the-wall pick. I think that's a great pick, man. All right, and Marco. Wow. Um, I'm going to start off with uh, MJF is going to be my uh, my singles guy. Um Good choice. And if you haven't seen it, he wrestled Kenny Omega. Awesome match. And he showed he could do... He literally, like, the matches that he's taken this past year, he showed that he could wrestle pretty much any any Mm -hmm. style. Um, Whether he chooses to do those types of moves, that's totally up to him. But he showed that he can pull off a lot of the stuff that those guys do. So um, he's definitely uh, one that I'm taking. For... I'm going to go for my lady... For my uh, for my female lady, superstar, Milady, 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 who's going for Milady? <laughs> I'm going to go with Tiffany Stratton. I'm going to go with the uh, okay. She uh, called herself time. the uh, the Buff Barbie at one point, but they didn't yeah. want to. They wouldn't take that name because um, obviously, you know, copyright yeah. reasons. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely think she has uh, potential to be one of the biggest stars in the WWE, which she probably Barbie. is going to be at some point. Uh, she definitely has the look. You know, they they gave her Becky Lynch. Um, one of their top female stars, um, hell of a hell of a match at NXT, um, the the PLE that they had recently. So um, definitely taking her for a tag team. I'll just I was gonna take the guns, but since uh, Jordan already did that, I'm gonna go with the acclaimed. I love the everybody loves the acclaimed, and that's yep. pretty much 
all you have to say. I mean, it's a big endorsement for WWE's tag team scene. We all yeah. agree. Pick yeah, the yeah. WWE tag team. <laughs> hey, you got to be real. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, WWE yeah, has let's... a tag team scene. It's abysmal. Yeah, it's, they, uh, not, yeah, not it's just it's they they really don't do they. If you're an actual tag team, you're basically low card. The tag team belts are props for mm-hmm. singles storylines. Pretty much. Dude, I can't believe there's still people that are like on the internet calling for tag teams from AEW to go to WWE for what? No. So they can yeah. I mean, bigger paycheck, but yeah, yeah that's it. Why would you do? Yeah, if you're really into like tag team wrestling, you would never go to WWE. Now, WWE could put together a fire tag team scene. I thought they would with Triple H, but I don't know, dude. Maybe that's maybe there's just really like they're looking at the numbers and there's just maybe our like the hardcore love for for tag teams doesn't translate to uh, like business. You know what I mean? Like I've never, I don't really dig in on the ratings that much. So maybe, maybe they're seeing like the tag. I mean, it may have been in mania. True. But that was the bloodline main event in May. I feel like that was the bloodline and Sami Zayn more than like, you know, this awesome tag team, uh, you know, tag team division that had been built up. So I mean, even Sami and KO, like, yeah, they've been best friends, but they're really, they're really singles guys. So yeah, I don't know, man. I, I know Vince, had always was never a fan of tag teams because he thought you're basically paying two guys for one act and it just you know if you really get it economically it doesn't make sense right you instead of paying two guys for a segment of tv you know you're paying four guys but i do think you need tag team wrestling man it just helps to round out the show yeah um and there's just so much that you can do with tag team wrestling that you can't do with singles wrestling yeah it's just like yeah yeah i'd still i know i've said it a million times you've beaten a dead horse but i still think the best thing they could do is just put the tag teams on one show and the women on one show i think that would be so great it would make the shows feel different um yeah yeah, it would stack your it would stack your roster better for like you know more competition and better matches and yeah wouldn't be spread so thin so yeah totally agree zach hertzler regular milk chocolate milk or strawberry milk Sheena, you're the milk queen, dude. So. Does anybody else on here even drink milk? Do you guys drink milk? I love chocolate milk. I really don't, milk. dude. I really do not drink milk, man. Marco, are you a uh, milkman? I haven't. I haven't. I mean, I I have. Dr- I haven't drunk milk uh, recently, but if I had to choose, do you do milk alternatives? Yeah, milk alternatives. Almond milk? No, nothing like that. Um, I go as far as to say it's unholy to drink milk, dude. We're the only animal that drinks another animal's milk. Yeah. No other animal anywhere in wildlife drinks another animal's milk, dude. Sheena, rebuttal. We're bucking. We're bucking Mother Nature, dude. No, we're, we're, we're not, going we're against u- God's will. No, we're will not. By we're using another. We're like just like we eat animals. Yeah, dude. you I mean, can eat you- their meat. Yeah. Other animals eat other animals' meat, dude. But freaking. Uh, That's true. Have you ever seen like a coyote going like you know suck on the udder of a cow or something? There, there have been there have been adoptive animals that drink other animals. I, they right. nurse off of I other get that. animals. I'm dude, saying but... yeah, that's if it, it's. I'm saying like for for nourishment though, or like just for. I'm not I'm not a baby, dude. Like I'm I'm uh, I'm like a grown animal, and I'm gonna go get some milk from another animal, dude. I think it's just like using any other product that you would use from an animal. I mean, I think using using the meat from an animal, using the fat from an animal, using the skin from an animal. It's, I think it's, all that's natural. I think using the milk is just. Do, do other animals use the other? Do, do they use the hide from other animals yeah, for like they, warmth I mean, and like you know? They don't really need to because they have their own hide, but they could. They definitely use all the all the meat and the entrails and stuff. I'm just saying it's it's not. It's some of the pure. I mean, you know. I'm talking about raw milk here, of course. Um, it's some of the 
most potent nourishment that you can have. It's gut healing. It's, you know, full of beneficial fats and vitamins and minerals and collagen and so many beneficial things that we're missing in our modern diet. So even if, even if, say, let's say that you, that argument is right, there, at least it is a food that will nourish you in a world that is completely unnourished. So, you know, it's, mm. there's something to it. So, um, I like all, all of the milks, you know, so regular chocolate, strawberry, breast. all of it, breast. breast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, are you telling me some titty milk isn't in, in your best interest, Seth? Like, where are we going with this here? I mean, yeah. you telling me you never suck some milk straight from the teat? <laughs> you can you can use you can use you can use breast milk for so many things dude. it's it's a it's a healing it's a healing wonder so uh a cow's breast milk is is absolutely the same or a goat or sheep or wherever you get your animal milk from i'm not talking about any of those sheena (laughs) oh i know you're not dirty bastard um but yeah, I like I like all all the milks. I make my chocolate milk when I make chocolate milk for my kids. Now you know I grew up drinking Nesquik, but you know I've like broke the cycle, the generational cycle, and I give my kids like you know cacao with like egg yolks whipped in it, and you know what? maple syrup, and yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a thing. Um, oh, God. Zach also says Alien versus Predator. I'm not really up on the Alien. Yeah, yeah Alien. alien. Um, and then if you could go to any wrestling, Oh, nope, sorry, Zach. That was already a repeat question. Somebody already asked that, but appreciate you uh, sending in the question. Last question of the day. Oh no, it's not the last question of the day. My bad. John Swallow says three wrestlers from AEW would like to see in WWE and three wrestlers from WWE. You would like to see in AEW. We can, we can all pick one. I'll go. He's not technically in WWE anymore, but I still want to see Dolph show up in AEW. I think that could be pretty cool. Um, and I really want to see Kenny go to WWE, man. Yeah, it sucks he just Kenny. resigned, dude. I really feel like we need to see Kenny versus Roman while they're both at the peak of their powers. And now it looks like, unless something unforeseen happens, if it does, uh, if it does come to pass, it's going to be well after uh, you know hmm. Kenny and most likely Roman are past their physical prime. Yeah, yeah. I would. I really wouldn't mind seeing. Um, I know it's not going to happen because he also resigned, but KO going to AEW, I think, yeah. could really, you know. Yeah, could be a good move. I think he would fit in really well down there. Not that I want to see him go to AEW, but I think if any anybody from WWE was going to go, I think he'd be a good fit. Marco, um, for WWE to AEW, I would like to see uh, Seth Rollins go to AEW because um, uh, you know some of the talk of the uh, wrestling community is you know you know WWE's holding him back. Uh, he's not he's not able to do what he's you know what he can do in the ring, which, you know, it's debatable because um, they give him a lot of leeway, but I would definitely like to see him in AEW and take on all, all comers there. Um, and then vice versa. I, I always thought that Orange Cassidy would flourish in the WWE just for the entertainment aspect. I'd like to see what they would do with, with his character. I think they would do like, I think he'd be Vince's like a featured head would act. Explode. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Um, I see where you're going, but yeah, I can't. I, I'm, I'm just like the the visual of it to me. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like there's no way. Um, TNT Tyson well, Trevino. Oh, sorry, Jordan. She I didn't mean I, she didn't care about what you have to say. Do I do exactly. care. I do yeah, care. Move on to the yes, next Jordan. question. Nope, I want to know, Jordan. You know me. I just. <laughs> 
I told you, I just fly by the seat of my pants. She's dude. drinking also. No, she's been sober. Oh yeah, sober Sally for like so, the last sober October came to an abrupt halt. Came to an abrupt yeah. stall. Yeah, uh, I'll go Nakamura to AEW just because I feel That's like they would too. let him do more. And dude, you know, I don't know why, but I, I would love to see uh, Powerhouse Hobbs go to WWE. Oh um, man, yeah, he'd do great there. They love yeah. the meaty men slapping. I was gonna meat. say on the opposite end of the spectrum, Vince would be like he would he would be H A R D for dude. <laughs> All right, TNT. What are your expectations uh, for NWA Wrestling TV for the NWA Wrestling TV deal? Yeah, so those that don't know, NWA has got a TV deal going to be on the CW. Yep. Uh, I think it's good, man. You know, NWA was really had something special going before the pandemic kind of just absolutely crushed their momentum. And I think they've struggled a little bit to get it back since, since returning, you know, they had a little something when Matt Cardona first won the belt, but it's, ne- it's, they're a long way from where they were in the 2019 when they were, you know, really kind of making a strong play as the third biggest company besides, uh, AW and WWE. Um, so it's going to help. It's exposure. Uh, gives them legitimacy. I, it, as of now, they've been existing just on YouTube. So um, I'm excited to see where it goes. And, it, you know, they can get some some buzz going. Maybe they get some eyeballs on the show. All right. Anybody else have any thoughts on NWA? I think that was nope. pretty nope. solid. All right. And to end our show, Brett Sharrow brings a really awesome question. And uh, it's he says, What's your advice for someone currently going through a phase where wrestling and collecting in general just don't excite me? I've been on the fence for a while and considering selling off some or all of my collection because it it just hasn't done anything for me and seems that I I just have this stuff that sits on a shelf and brings me no joy. I haven't kept up with uh, many of the pods I normally listen to and I have just had this feeling of wanting to focus my time and money on something I find more fulfilling, but I don't know exactly what that is. Well, first off, I would say send me some pictures of this collection, what you got, because I think your best bet in the short term would be, um, you know, to just quickly, you know, do it at a low price. That way it's quick and easy. And, you know, any of the good stuff send over to me to uh, to, uh, to hang on to for you. man. Yeah, you can you can wow. always count on Seth to take care of your collection. Um for me, man, I think if something is not bringing you joy or something's not serving you and as particularly if something is weighing you down, um, or causing you any sort of like, you know, stress or like mental clutter, I say go with your gut feeling and uh, either, you know, get rid of it or let go of it for a while. I think there's ways to do it that aren't so permanent. So maybe, you know, box up your collection. Like if it's in your, yeah, tote it up, get like, put it in the attic for a little while or, you know, in the garage or something for a little while and just see how you feel without it. So you're not making any rash decisions. So it's just kind of like, all right, how does my space feel? How does, how does my mood feel? How does my, you know, mental health feel without all of this stuff and without focusing my energy on all of these things. Um, and then if it feels really good, you know, then you know that going forward, you won't ha- like, you won't feel guilty or you won't have regret about getting rid of that stuff or letting go of that stuff. Um, but I don't think you should continue to do something that doesn't bring you joy. Life is too precious. And I think as people were meant to evolve and I think there's going to be times in your life where you outgrow something or there's a period Mm -hmm. where you're just not into it and you may come back around to it. Um, and I think you need to, you know, trust your gut and follow your intuition. Um, anybody else have any thoughts, Jordan? So I've talked to Seth and Sheena about this a couple of times before we've gone live. I'm with you on the wrestling thing, man. It, It does not, I know everybody's like, this is the most interesting wrestling has been, but dude, it just, for some reason right now is not bringing me the same joy that it used to. I don't know why. Um, 
Seth's going to say something stupid about me just being a Roman Reigns hater, which whatever. That's not the reason. It's just, I don't know. Anymore, it just kind of feels repetitive to me week to week. And I, I cut out weekly shows and I don't feel like I'm missing anything, not watching those. And I record them so I can always go back and watch if something interesting happens. But, dude, I just, I feel like I just don't have time to watch weekly television anymore. It's just life is so busy and I don't feel like I'm missing anything, not watching it. Um, as far as the collection goes, I've went through this a couple times now where I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue collecting or not, just cause I mean, some of it just doesn't bring me any joy anymore. Like there, there are certain lines that I used to collect that I don't really have any passion for anymore. So, um, I actually talked to Seth about this the other day and he's like, well, hold on before you do anything, let me make sure I don't need anything. So yeah, again, Seth, <laughs> Seth is always there to pick up the scraps of collecting. Yeah. If, if you want to get Seth is a vulture. Yeah, he yeah. is. And, uh, I, that's why I'm so happy he got burned so badly on that chief J strong boat. Cause that, that's karma <laughs> coming back to bite him in the ass for being a vulture. Um, but you know what? I think all things considered, I think I have the best Chief J Strongbow figure in the world right you now. You might, not, but you don't have the yet. actual one. So damn. I'll 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 go the opposite. This is totally off related, but I feel like Seth has, should have some good figure figure karma, dude. Seth's a pretty good, uh, helpful member of the figure community, dude. I feel Thank like, you. I feel like you do a lot for the uh, the fig community, and we've given away we've given away a metric boatload of figures and we've helped people find countless figures. So I feel like we've got some, some good karma. So we're not, we're not going to just dogpile on Seth, but he, 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 the Jay Strombo thing. It was worth it. Too, he's a vulture. For the story, dude. That's yeah. I still crack up every time I think about what a debacle that turned out to be. Dude. I remember, ex- I remember exactly where I was when I saw that news that, uh, that he was officially canceled, dude. And just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, oh man. man. But yeah, Brett. I, I, did, Jordan. Did you have anything else? Like, did you want to keep on? No, no, I'm, Brett I'm, no. I'm done. You go ahead and you just take over. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say it didn't seem like you get your your thought finished. You know, skip well, me too. I've already right? lost it Jeez. now. <laughs> wow. You lost your inspiration. <laughs> well, you think about it while while Marco gives Brett yeah. some advice. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I think I think we all go through that same scenario where we're like you know you sit back you look at your collection um and you're like why why do i even collect these things what's going to happen in the future you have all these doubts that are happening um what i did personally for me was basically just kind of like jordan did kind of like scale back on you know certain lines uh maybe only collect certain lines uh like right now i'm only really focusing on like the like the coliseum collection um as far as like you know pursuing anything um not you know going full blown on like all the elites that are coming out and all that type of stuff, you know, picking and choosing in that sense. Um, it, same thing with the uh, AEW figures, not really going full throttle on those. It's like, you know, picking and choosing the ones that I, you know, find interesting and stuff like that. So, um, and I, I think like you also with, with watching wrestling, it does get, you know, obviously there's so much on right now and there's, there's so no much it's a it, it's a yeah. huge time commitment dude yeah and it, like I, I feel you yeah the only thing that you really for me like there's other avenues like you don't have to watch every single second of wrestling on tv you can you know you can you know kayfabe go on twitter you know see the updates through there go on instagram they're posting all the clips and things like that go on youtube they're you know they're posting clips there. you don't have to like actually sit there and consume all the hours of wrestling every day of the week um, the only, you know, the only show I really sit down and watch um, is a SmackDown because, you know, my, my son loves watching it. 
you know, the next day, Saturday, so he doesn't have to go to school, so we can stay up late. We can both sit up and, you know, watch it. Um, you know, obviously with Monday Night Raw, it's a little bit different. He's school the next day, so he can't stay up and watch it. So, you know, I'm in and out of, you know, uh, Raw or whatever, you know, I don't see. I, next day, you get, like I said, go on YouTube, go on Instagram. There's, there's, other, there's other tools to watch wrestling. You know, it's not like the old days where you had to actually sit there and watch it. You can, you yeah. Can and I think also you can just, you, I think you can just stop, like unfollow people on social media, yep. stop listening to podcasts, tote up your collection and then just see how you feel. I think yeah. it's just like anything go, go like, you know, it's like a detox diet, right? Like take certain things out and see how you feel. And then if you miss it, add it back in, you know, and yep. see, and just add it back in, in a way that, that feels good and genuine to you. Cause you may be in a position where you're over consuming and over, um, you know, just yeah. spending too much time yeah. on it and it's causing you stress. You know, yeah. you got kids, you got a job, you got life. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, there's a lot of shit going on in the world. I think just, uh, you know, figuring out yeah. what works for you, dude, there's no yeah. wrong way and nobody's going to judge you or feel, you know, feel any different about you. If you just take a step back, you know, yeah, definitely. And the companies do such a good job on the, uh, social media now like you said dude you really can miss it and stay totally caught up man you yeah. Gotta, yeah you know instead of spending two hours on friday night or three hours on monday and you know same thing on on wednesdays and saturdays at AEW. you can hop on twitter and get caught up in like 10 minutes yeah, it, um yeah and if it's a match it's like really like you know that you're gonna be like oh man i really want to go back you can go back and watch it like you don't have to like yeah. oh 100 obviously there's like the fomo and everyone's like you're know, watching it together and you know you miss out on something but if you're looking at clips and you like some like action in the clips, you're gonna. I mean, as a wrestling fan, you're gonna go find that whole match and watch it at some point. Yeah, you know? you we stopped to... doing the weekly TV pretty much yeah. when we moved from Hawaii because Hawaii it was it was on it's in the afternoon. The it was so yeah. easy. Like you get home from work at you know three o'clock and Raw's on, so you kind of just throw it on um, while you're doing other stuff around the house, and it wasn't like this huge time commitment. Whereas like you know when it's coming on at seven or eight o'clock at night like that's your time to like sit down and relax yeah, that's like, i mean that's I really like gonna peak, spend this three hours sitting yeah, here that's peak bedtime for the kids for yeah, us and then yeah. like after the after that it's like so are we gonna spend our, the rest of the two hours watching wrestling or like doing something that you know enriches our lives or you know what i mean like that it's beneficial to us so yeah. and that's like our time to spend together so. and i found that i actually get more excited for the pay-per-views and stuff now it's just like all right i'm gonna sit down and watch some wrestling you know yeah, feel, I'm, yeah uh, it feels uh, my, more my battery's charging ready yeah. to go because exactly. without watching the weekly tv it, and dude uh, yeah. the, the thing about wwe is you can watch the pay-per-views without watching any of the weekly because they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna tell, catch you they're up. gonna tell you everything you need to know the day of the pay-per-view yeah. they're gonna yeah. give Especially you the, if you watch the pre-show yeah, yeah. they give yeah. you the pre-show they're gonna give you the play-by-play all the freaking promo packages all of all the highlights and the things that you need to see and you can yeah. watch the pay-per-views without any prior knowledge to anything that went on yeah so yeah, the other side of that too, like with with uh, with us anyway, like doing podcasting and talking about wrestling. Like, uh, obviously, we scaled back. We're not you know doing not doing the show weekly. That was that was taxing. That was like you know doing like a two hour yeah. show covering every single you know AEW watching WWE, every watching WWE. every single show. Well, yeah. We did a lot, dude. If you go back, go, go back to your email and look at some of those old formats, dude. Oh like, my we would, god, yeah, I was like, right, it was damn like, near like Turnbuckle Tavern, dude. Like uh, we yeah. would be getting into the like play by play. Yeah, it was, it was like some serious like mid card angles and like discussing yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, but that even that yeah. like like what I mean, were they were doing, good like, shows. I enjoyed doing it at the but time, geez. but yeah, it, dip, yeah. it would yeah. it became you know. Some yeah, of those but, weeks, like it was stuff you really didn't give a shit about talking they about. Said, but yeah, for some de- reason, we still felt like obligated to. Yeah, definitely look at us. Like we're all doing different. Like you know, the Pod Warriors. That's more evergreen. You got you know uh, the Goal Line. 
that's foot, that's not even anything that has to do with wrestling at all. Um, like it, it with open mic, like it's not all wrestling people I'm interviewing. It's all different types of people. Just, you know, get that little break in between. Even if you just look at like what you're listening to now, like as far as a Chick-fil-A like universe is concerned, it's like, it's not all wrestling based. Like even we kind of branched off and you yeah. know, like look for other things to talk about. So like hundred percent, I watch yeah. wrestling way differently than I did when I got back into it in 2014, you yeah. know? So like yep. it, I think, I think evolution is natural and I think, um, you know, evolution is a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> evolution is a mystery. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's, I think it's normal and you're never going to regret, um, you know, focusing more on yourself or your family yeah. or, you know, the people closest to you. You're never going to look back and be like, I wish I'd watch more wrestling, you know? Seth, words. Seth, Seth shook his head like, mm, I don't know about that. I love wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I do love my family more. All right. So that is it. That's five years in the can, man. Wow. Job well done to uh, all involved. And again, special thanks to all the listeners over the years. Um, yeah. Sheen, hit us with some some closing thoughts and we'll, we'll put a bow on this. All right, guys. Again, thank you so much for five years of the Chick-fil-A show, especially all you guys that have been here since day one-ish. I know who you are. I appreciate you. I love you for all the support. Special thanks to our Foley fam and our Pod Foundation fam. Um, and yeah, here's to five more.